Warning. The following podcast contents material that could be deemed offensive. You'll hear explicit language, jokes in poor taste and overall crude humor. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Well, maybe he just has manners. Yo, baby, you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Whoops. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it with some, some art, soul. You took the soul out of it. Hang it with you these. You were not queued up when I was ready. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Felt like Vampiro. Play my fucking music. My bad. <clears throat> Episode 56. I am your host, Dees. And with me, as always, is Dylan. And on today's show, we're just going to kind of bounce around because we don't really have a, any earth-shattering news, but uh, got a lot of minor topics to talk about. Going to talk about... Uh, One piece of Steeler news, though. Yeah, WrestleMania. Uh, we do have a now former Steeler has landed somewhere. Uh, I'll briefly touch on the Masters and... Uh, some NBA news, things of that nature. So we'll go ahead and kick it off with, of course, the Steeler news of the day. Uh, we talked about it a little bit last week, and James Conner has found a new home in Pittsburgh West. Yeah. And, I mean, it used to, that whole nickname came about when Wiz- Ken, Ken Wisenhunt left the Steelers and went there and took Russ Grimm. Or the line coach. Well, yeah, he took Grimm, but he took uh, several players, ended up going there while he was there as well. Hmm. And it just seems that even after Wiz has left, of course, then Arians went there. It seems like they are always (laughs) picking up our retreads. And, I mean, I'm happy for James Conner to go somewhere and play. And uh, as far as I know, they still have Kenyon Drake. I think so. So as long as he can stay healthy, like I've said, he's a good back. Um, he just ha- has to stay healthy and Arizona is definitely a team. Um, they were on the verge last year and then kind of had some struggles there mid to late season, but, uh, they are Kenny definitely Drake is with the, uh, Raiders now. Okay. When you said that, I'm like, I thought he did yeah, somewhere now, yeah. now that you mentioned it, I do remember that happening. Um, who do they have running back wise then? James Connor. You don't know. I don't else. know. Mm. Well, that's a pretty good opportunity for him because he's walking into an offense that is potentially loaded with not only uh, Hopkins. Yeah. <laughs> so good you couldn't remember his fucking name. DeAndre. I, no, I, I remember the Hopkins. I just couldn't remember his first name. Mm. And A.J. Green. Mm-hmm. And who's the other Christian guy? Kirk. Christian Kirk, yeah. I was going to call him Kirk something. But, yeah, <laughs> Christian Kirk. So, yeah, that offense, if they can get a line to uh, play cohesively. Uh, Pretty sad some... we didn't even mention Larry. but Well, it's I mean, it's not 100% that he's even going to play as far as I know, or is no. it? Uh, I haven't seen him make any kind of formal announcement or anything. But, but yeah, if Larry does come back, he's still solid. Um, so if he comes back, that's a pretty damn good 
four wide receiver set. Right. And Kyler Murray is, I I can only predict he's going to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not bad by any stretch of that. No, no, no. He struggled a little bit, like I said, in that mid to late season stretch that they had that took them basically from first place to outside looking in. Um, but again, the potential is there for Arizona once again this year to, uh, to make some noise. So good luck to James. Um, I didn't expect us to bring him back at all, but it just solidifies my point that we need a running back. And hopefully, as I've been saying, it's going to be one of the two big, big dogs. A lot of mock drafts, mock drafts I'm seeing now, though, has us taking the tackle from Oklahoma State. God, his name I cannot remember. Well, yeah, Andre Villa or Andre <clears throat> Alejandra Alejandra Villanueva is not signed anywhere yet. I know he was talking to the Steelers, but uh, doesn't look like that's going anywhere. And uh, I know we need some offensive line hope help. Um, but man, if if Harris or Etienne is there, how can you ignore that? Yeah, you know, I mean, that's the, those two seem like they are going to be the, to break that first round running back barrier, and they they're both tremendous playmakers. So I think I would go that, and then hopefully you can pick something up in the second round if you're trying to ad- address the tackle spot. But hmm. we'll see. It, it's Pittsburgh, and very rarely do we make the sexy pick. And I can't really argue because through history that he, since he's been there, Kevin Colbert uh, traditionally does pretty good in the first couple right. rounds. Um, we've missed a couple times, no doubt. Everyone does. <clears throat> um, Jarvis Jones. Jar- yeah, I was just going to say Jarvis Jones. Uh, honestly, it looked like we missed on Bud Dupree. Yeah. And then, of course, last season he kind of started to show something, and then this past year he, he blew up and then <laughs> – blew out his mm-hmm. knee. Um, but yeah, bottom line is Kevin Colbert doesn't miss very often on uh, the first couple of rounds, especially first round picks. When you go back through his history, since he joined forces with Cower, uh, I can't think of any more than maybe two or three first rounders that didn't ball out and right. at least through their first contract, they didn't always get a second, but at least they weren't, you know, complete utter bust the way yeah. Jarvis Jones was. Who's the other one? There's a D end, wasn't there? That was a first rounder that didn't do dick. Uh, yeah. I thought we had a safety also that. Um, Name starts with a Z, maybe. Oh, um, Sean Davis. He wasn't very good. Was he a first rounder though? I thought I so. I don't, I don't think Sean Davis was a first round pick. Okay. Oh, on um, the corner but, as well. No, but I, I know who you're thinking of, and that is – and I'm not sure he was a first-rounder. Artie Burns. Yeah, Artie Burns Artie, I love to get was, burned. Was, was kind of a miss. Um, Terrell Edmonds is finally – you know, he's starting to, to get there. Okay, I was wrong. Davis wasn't a first-rounder. Him. Yeah, Evander Ziggy Hood. Hood. Yeah, yeah, Ziggy Hood, first-round pick. Yeah, he was safe to say a bust. Richard Mendenhall – uh, good for a little while. Had a few good years and then became Richard Spindenfall. Mm-hmm. But just, I mean, just going through. Let, let's. I'm not sure when Colbert joined forces, but uh, Troy Edwards eh, was iffy, but fell off quickly after his rookie year. Then just 
Plaxico Burris, Casey Hampton, Kendall Simmons, Troy Polamalu, Ben Roethlisberger, Heath Miller, Santonio Holmes, Lawrence Timmons. That's a hell of a run right there. <laughs> yeah. Troy, Ben, Miller, Holmes, Timmons. Yeah. yeah. And Kendall Simmons, before or in between uh, Polamalu and Casey Hampton, uh, while he ain't going to the Hall of Fame, was a solid guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had Santonio Holmes, Lawrence Timmons, Mendenhall, and then Ziggy Hood were kind of a couple of down years. Then we go Pouncey, Cam Hayward, David DeCastro. There's three probable Hall of Famers. All on our roster last year. Yeah. Jarvis Jones, wah, wah. Ryan Shazier, obviously super stud until he had his tragic accident. Bud Dupree, Artie Burns was a miss. Then you got T.J. Watt, Terrell Edmonds wow. is not great. Yeah, but... There's still time. He played really time. well this past year, so I'm hoping that he steps up. And then, of course, Devin Bush. So, right. yeah, looking back at the first-rounders in the last 15, almost 20 years, we don't miss very often. So we'll go from there and, and hope for the best. Uh, other news uh, in the NBA last night, uh, the Nuggets, Jamal Murray, their superstar, uh, almost carried the Nuggets to the finals last year. Ain't carrying shit this year because he blew out his ACL on a break. It wasn't really a breakaway, but a drive to the basket hmm. was trying to basically outrun a couple of warriors and just kind of twisted it wrong and just went down in a heap. And when, as soon as you seen it happen, you knew it was bad. So tough shit for them. Um, <clears throat> like I said, he was a good one. The masters this weekend, uh, Justin Rose looked like he was going to run away with it. And, and then on after a rain delay on Saturday, uh, I believe is Hideki Matsui. <laughs> no, something no? Hideki Matsui. No, that's he's a r- baseball player. He it? was, yeah, like fifteen Who's, years ago for the Yankees. <laughs> who am I thinking of? It's something <laughs> like that. Hideki Matsu. Yeah, fuckface. Matsuyama. Hideki Matsuyama. So exactly. I was close. Hideki, Matt something. Mm -hmm. Look, (laughs) I was a lot fucking closer than you were. Okay. Anyway, after a rain delay, comes out Saturday and shoots a six under on the back nine and looked like he was going to run away with it. And then he kind of coasted and and still one by one stroke. Justin Mm -hmm. Rose just kind of bombed. Jordan Spieth made a run, uh, but then couldn't keep up. So first uh, Japanese player in history to win the masters. I can practically hear Jake laughing at you for saying that though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who I'm trying to, was that a baseball player? Yeah. He played for the Yankees. Yeah. Was it Matsumi? Matsui? Hideki Matsui. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure I'll get a text from Jake whenever. Yeah. Fuck you, Jake. I was close. And I'm the one who noticed it. Yeah. yeah I, I still stand by that. I was close. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Andy Reid's kid was officially charged yeah. with a DWI. Felony d- DWI. Yeah. yeah, so he, uh, I mean, he'll get a big fine and probably probation and probably won't be coaching for KC anybody else anytime soon. Yeah, or ever again, yeah. I mean, he need. Did he, he, did he kill somebody? Sh- no, or, but he hit a five-year-old. That's right, it, yeah. I, knew, I, I don't, I don't know, I I think the kid lived, but the kid got pretty, pretty fucked up. So, right, yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, wah wah. Right. Uh, other news in the NFL and what led to some pretty funny memes, including the one that you shared. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julian Edelman was released because he was retiring. Uh, he'd been kind of fighting the injury bug the last couple of years. Only played six games last year, but as soon as he was released and before um, the official announcement came. Uh, everybody was speculating. Oh, he's he's you know gonna sign with Tampa, but I mean it kind of looks like he's serious. Yeah. But it kind of looked like Rob Gronkowski was serious too when he decided to go wrestle and party all the time and old old Tommy boy called and we see what happens. So who knows? Maybe I, let's just say I won't be surprised if come August or September. Julian Edelman signs with the Bucks. Yeah, did you hear what Gronk said He doesn't said today? go through OTAs or anything like that, and his body's feeling good. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, I don't, I'm don't, i not the number one guy. I don't have to be now. So right. I could definitely see it happening. No, what did Gronk say? Gronk said he thinks there's a 69% chance he comes back to the Buccaneers. <laughs> <laughs> Which, hey, it's again, I would not at all be surprised because right. once he kind of sits down and gets healthy, and like you said, he don't have to make a decision. Right. Don't go through them OTAs. Get that body charged up. I could definitely see him coming in and playing a three or four slot receiver for Tom. Yeah. No question. Like they need another receiver. Exactly. But, yeah. but it doesn't, at this point, doesn't look like they're going to get Antonio Brown because mm-hmm. uh, I guess they're pretty far apart money wise. And something tells me Antonio Brown's not going to budge on that. Now. Let's for, wait yeah. until he sets True, for, yeah. for a few see. months and realizes no one's going to take him at a big contract. Right. Just because he was a good boy for one season, you know? No, I agree. And, yeah, he's he's going to learn quick. That, But, see, here's the thing. If at some point Tampa's going to move on yeah, and do something else, i.e. perhaps Julian Edelman, maybe mm-hmm. not. But, I mean, if they're going to fill a slot, they're going to fill a slot and – while Antonio played well, they they, they could have won that without him. Mm-hmm. You know what? Uh, what's his name? The white kid. Oh, oh God! What's his name? He was like a late round pick too. Yeah. Um. Fuck. But anyway, he was having a great early part of the year yeah. until Antonio came in. It seemed like he lost a lot of playing time, mm-hmm. but he still played that same role. Yeah. And they could bring him back on the cheap and still be okay because you still got. The, the two studs on the outside mm-hmm. in um, Evans and... Godwin. Godwin, yeah. And you still got Gronk, and who knows who else are going to And sign. Barber in the backfield, and Fournette in the backfield. and Barber. You mean Jones? Jones, that's it. Yeah, and Fournette, and it looks like they've also just signed Giovanni Bernard. I know he's still in the league. Yeah, he's been playing with, Tam- or with Cincy. Oh, and- that's why. But he fits. Mm-hmm. He is that scat back type. They've got the two power guys now. Now they can throw Bernard in there to run them routes mm-hmm. and and give Tom that uh what's his name? White. James White. James White or God God, how many pass catching running backs has Brady had? Woodhead. That, yeah, even before that, Falk and just over the years it seems like Brady has always thrived when he had that Dion Jones or Dion, um, uh, what was his name? D I 
O N was his name. Yeah, Dion. He went to Tampa or not Tampa, Tennessee for a little while. But anyway, same thing. Yeah. Run the ball every now and then, but his main production came catching passes out of the backfield, and that's where uh, obviously Giovanni Bernard fits in. You know, they're not putting him in on third and one or at the goal or anything right. like that. But uh, perfect for for what Tampa and Tom like to do. And of course, we got still seems like a different mock draft every day. As teams yeah. get ready for that. Still seeing um, debates between Fields and and Mac Jones as far as who's going to be the number three, and that either way, it's going to shake up the rest of the order down the line. Because um, I really. I think only one team is is favoring Mac Jones right now in the top ten, and that's right. San Francisco. Yeah, and Justin Fields has a chance to change their mind with his uh, pro day that's coming up. Seventeenth pro day. Hmm. That was a joke. Oh, so I was like, what? he's done like two, or I thought his second or this will be his second. And he's okay. he's basically doing it solely for San Francisco. Right. I'm sure other teams are going to come check out. You know, just to be sure uh but mainly it was for san francisco because they couldn't be there and why wouldn't you want to impress the the team that's holding the number three pick right now right so yeah it'll be interesting to see how he performs in that and whether or not he jumps above mac jones or maybe impresses somebody that he didn't impress the first time or whatever uh what's this moss reunites with burrow is that? Oh, that's isn't that Randy's kid? Yeah, Thaddeus Moss, a tight end, has signed with the Bengals. Wonder if that means that they won't take Cal Pitts now. Man, I don't. Probably not. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't ignore that. Right. I mean, Moss, while he may turn out to be something special. It looks like Pitts is the real deal. Mm -hmm. Um, But they are – I think they'll go Jamar Chase at four. If they don't go tackle, yeah, I I think they're going to go Jamar Chase, which is also another Joe Burrow target. So Makes sense. Give the young quarterback as much help as you can. but Yeah, I mean, you want to protect him, but you got to do them both at at some point. Get him some playmakers and some protection. What would your priority be? Well, right now, having lost AJ Green, they don't really have very many playmakers. So I'm taking probably Jamar Chase or, or Kyle Pitts. And then second round, maybe even trade up, try and get a tackle. But mm-hmm. you can't, in my opinion. O line's pretty deep in this draft, from what I'm hearing. So. Yeah. And. and Playmakers like that, whether it's Pitts or Jamar Chase or even Devontae Smith, um, you got to grab them while they're there, which is my same argument with Pittsburgh. <clears throat> Obviously, we don't need any wide receivers, but we need a running back really bad. So you, instead of taking best available, sometimes you have to plug a hole with a top-tier athlete, and I think that's what Cincinnati should do. But it's Cincinnati, right. and it's still Mike Brown running the team, and – that hasn't been a good thing for the last 30 years. Right. So we will see what happens here in a couple weeks. 
Uh, we should have a schedule announcement coming up here in a couple weeks as well. Hmm. I can't remember. Did they do the schedule before or after the draft? I do I, not recall. I, I know it's typically really close one way or the other. I want to say after, but I don't know for sure. And the draft is what? The 29th. Okay, so I I got to guess the schedule is going to be out before that. Schedule's always out in April. Okay. So I would imagine the schedule will probably be announced the week prior. So we'll we'll get an idea of, and I'm almost afraid to see the schedule because we already know Pittsburgh's got the toughest schedule in the league on paper. And it's seems like that happens a lot. Well, for one, we're in a really good division, mm-hmm. and plus we typically win the division mm-hmm. I mean, more times than not. So there's you're automatically playing the first place teams across the board. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this this year it's going to be uh, extra brutal. With the the divisions that we have to end up playing, and then just for fun, they threw us Seattle as well. So, yeah, yeah. Thanks. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, we don't talk about it a lot, but we both used to be really big fans. Can I cut you off? Yeah, I'm shocked you didn't bring up anything baseball related because I actually have baseball not oh. news. But did you see the cool clip that came out? I think two nights ago, where. Uh, it's at the Phillies game. I think it was a. I can't remember if it was in Philly or in the play at home. No, no, in Philly or in Atlanta. I think it was. Let's say it was Philly. I, I actually don't know for sure if that's where it was, but Freeman hits a home run for the Braves, and there's a kid with his dad there. Goes to catch the ball. He misses it. Uh, yeah. He goes into the, I don't know what that section's called, where it's like in the stands, but there's no seats. It's just grass. Yeah. I'm sure there's a name for it. It's something to do with the the visuals for the batter. Mm. I, I don't know what or why, but that's why they have that. Or And maybe there's some boxes out there too, but it's something to do with the batter's sight lines. Oh, okay. That makes yeah. sense. Anyway. So that's ball ends up there, and they can't go grab it. So you see later, someone tries to toss the kid the ball again. He drops it. Yep. Then they finally get the ball, and the kid gives it to a Braves fan because these these uh, father son they were Phillies fans. They mm-hmm. gave it to a little kid who's a Freeman fan wearing a Freeman jersey. So yes, very I sweet did see that. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and while we're on baseball, we had a, uh, a situation the other night. Did you see the play at home? It might have. I heard about it. Rich Eisen was. Uh, it might have even been the Phillies as well. I can't remember exactly, but I believe it was. Yeah. Yes, it was. And yeah, there's a play at the plate. Runner slides, and they called him safe. So they go to replay. Who? I'll give them credit. More times than not, it seems like they get it right with replay. Mm-hmm. More times than not, there are the occasional times where it's inconclusive so they just keep the call even though your own opinion feels like they should have changed it but this particular play clear as day you see the runner slide and his foot never touches the plate Mm -hmm. ever and it's it's clear video evidence it does not touch the plate and they still called him safe and Mm -hmm. there was a big um to do about it might have been the mets 
I'm trying to think. I, I watched. Jake the, is losing his mind right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm sure he is. He'll correct me. But anyway, yeah, it was ridiculous. And the, I think that it was the pitcher after the fact was like, why do we even have replay yeah. if you can't overturn a call that is so obvious? And he's right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that should have, without a doubt, been overturned. But it wasn't. Anyway, back to where I was going. Sorry. Uh, Dylan and I both used to be huge wrestling fans, and we had many matches back in the day <laughs> in the, the living room in there. Uh, and we've fallen off because, well, let's be honest, the product has fallen off. Mm-hmm. But you took a stroll down memory lane. Yeah. And uh, WrestleMania 37 mm-hmm. was this past weekend down in Tampa. I actually had uh, one of my friends that, Grew up here, but now lives down mm-hmm. there. He actually went. Nice. And I've seen pictures from his seats, and I think I would have went somewhere and watched it on TV because he was way the fuck back <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, he was like, uh, seemed like he was in, it was a football stadium, and he was in like one of the corners. Oh, geez. And yeah, so looking out over the field, first off, the, the ring looked like just a speck. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you know how they have the big canopy over the ring, so he had a big fucking light up column right in front of him, right in the middle of oh, that. Jesus. So, and, and even at, when I've gone to football games and things like that, what you do is you spend a lot of money to get these tickets to go to these events and sit way the fuck away, and then you spend the whole time watching the jumbotron because you sure as shit can't see what's going on right. in the ring. Um, and it was the first time that they've had fans in over a year. Over a year. You watched it. Go. Go. Okay, so... Two-day event, by the way. Two-day event, yep. And uh, like you said, first time they have a, they have fans for over a year. It's WrestleMania, biggest event of the year, biggest event in sports let, entertainment. Let me stop you there. Did you get... Did you purchase Peacock? I have Xfinity, so I already have Peacock. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. That, that, was, that went into it. Trust me. I was going <laughs> to ask a friend for a login. It just, I happened to have it. Okay. So I figured, why not? Let's give it a chance. Like I said, over a year, first time with fans, show starts, cold open, fireworks, all that stuff. Let's cut to ringside. Michael Cole, unfortunately, we're in a weather delay because of the lightning. Right off the bat. Right yeah. off the bat. And there, the there were, I mean, it was raining like motherfucker, it looked like. The picture you showed me, like they're wearing like... Ponchos. Yeah, yeah. big old ponchos. Like they're, they reminded me of the those sorry sons of bitches that like the weather channel or even CNN will yeah. send out like to the fucking hurricane and right. they're standing there. Well, force winds. <laughs> I'm here to report live. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's lightning and shit everywhere. Right. But yeah, not a, uh, not a very good kickoff. Not a very good cook kickoff at all. Um, but the show. So, well, I'll kind of jump around a little bit, a little bit later in the show. I think it was, yeah, it was the women's tag team tour mall match. Mandy Rose comes out she trips and falls on the ramp because it's wet. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then in the main event, Michael Cole didn't realize the match was over. What? One, two, Sasha kicked out. No, she no, didn't. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. Oh, wow. So, bit of a disaster on night one. Still better than night two. Oh, really? Night two was that bad. Just matches I didn't. Well, see, the whole Michael Cole thing, I mean, obviously, look, we know that the shit's mapped out, and it makes me wonder if it wasn't a botched finish. No, because they didn't react like it was a botched finish. Like, he was the only commentator that said, she kicked out, like, immediately, Corey's like, uh, no, no, she didn't, match is over. <laughs> like, 
right. And I, I can't remember what Cole said to try and cover for it. It's like, uh, I didn't expect this to be the end or something. Like, yeah. But so, yeah, night two was even worse. Did you see what happens? The Bray Wyatt angle? I, I read about it, yeah. Yeah, he got burned alive into January, comes back in a box-like structure, as Byron Saxton called it. Alexa Bliss came out, because I guess that's her thing now. She's like a little girl, even though she's, I think, 30. She's she's uh, the... Bray's like sidekick or whatever. Yeah, but what's the, 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 the sister? Abigail. Yeah. Isn't she supposed to be like Sister I Abigail so. or whatever? Yeah. Anyway, so she comes out and skips to the ring and opens like it's a giant jack in the box. She starts turning the crank and you hear Byron say, What what is this? This box like structure. <laughs> I think it's called a box, Byron. <clears throat> well and I mean, who the fuck doesn't know what a jack in the box is? I don't know. Other than okay, maybe the early Gen X or or, or millennials. That might not know what it is, but if you're over the age of, I gotta say, at least 25 or, you know, early 20s, you should know what a, like a toy jack of the box is. Yeah, I think everyone does. Um, sorry, I'm bouncing all over the place. Um, and, and Bray rises out of it, right? Yeah, Bray ri- or, rises out sorry, of it. Or, I'm sorry, the fiend. Yeah, rises yeah. out of it. No, no, no longer burnt up the way he nope. was when he made his return. Nope. They have a match, and it's nothing special. And then Bray loses because his. Alexa distracts him. She like appears on top of the Jack in the Box and goo covered starts... in black yeah. goo. Yeah. And the fiend just starts staring at her. And then Randy hits him with one RKO, this undestructible animal monster that the entire time, whenever he hits him with a move, he doesn't react at all. It's him with one RKO matches over. Was that the only time he hit him with the RKO? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. One RKO. Wow. Yeah. Um, You know what? <clears throat> They got spoiled in this past year of being able to do basically cinematic style matches yeah. where it's it was all, for the most part, on pay-per-view because they didn't have an audience. They could record it mm-hmm. and do whatever they wanted, which as a, f- a former fan, I hated it because mm-hmm. it wasn't wrestling. Like the whole Undertaker, AJ Styles, everybody talked about how great of a match it was. And I seen clips of it. That's not a wrestling thing to me. I, I don't, no. I'm not there to watch a fucking movie. You know, I right. want to see a wrestling match and I know it's fake, but still I, the athletics and everything. Um, but yeah, they, it seems like they got kind of spoiled with that. Now they're, they're back in front of a, a live camera, live audience and they got to just go. But yeah, considering the character that they've built with the fiend yeah. in the last what three years or whatever, he's been doing it that, yeah, that's pretty rough. Yeah. That's a horrible way to open night too. And, uh, you know, it's weird. Like I said, they made such a big deal. Like, that's actually, after the cold open, that's how the show started. It was Vince and all the superstars, and they said, you know, this year's been difficult, but we're so glad to have you back and all that kind of stuff. It was that like was a, night one, right? That was yeah. night one, yeah, to, to kick it off. And in this show where first match of the night, world championship, Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley, the bad guy wins and retains his title. Lashley retained? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Lashley retained. Night two starts with a fucking spooky movie or whatever. It's stupid <laughs> bullshit. The hometown boy, uh, Big E, he's from Tampa, loses his championship. Bec- yep, lost it to Apollo Crews. I didn't even realize this. Apollo Crews is a star now. Do you know why? 
because he realized he he somehow learned that he is a ancestor of Nigerian royalty. So because this motherfucker did a twenty three in me, he now gets pushed up the card. Oh, that's not an angle. No, that's the angle, yeah. Oh, that's a gimmick now? Yeah, is that he realized he's a Nigerian royalty, and now he acts like a royal, and yeah, whatever. And then, to end the show, you have the bad guy retain his title and pin the two good that, guys. That I did not understand at all. I I know, right? First show back with fans, and you just immediately piss in their fucking mouths. And, and not only that, but just... We we talked about it. I don't remember if it was on the show or off air, but the whole buildup with the edge return and then the injury and then the, another return and fucking bell to bell to win the rumble. Mm-hmm. And then he loses to the guy that WWE has been trying to cram down the fans throats now for the last five years. Yeah. Oh, he got pinned at the same time as Brian. Yeah, I did. I yeah. seen the still he where he, he laid pinned. him on top of Brian, and then Roman pinned them both. Yeah, there. It's thanks like, for coming out, guys. Trying, trying to. They're obviously they're trying to make him into the the, the Brock monster. Mm-hmm. But I also think that they're trying to. Here's my prediction, and again, don't watch it at all. But here's my prediction: he's not going to lose until next year's mania and he might even win that maybe rock oh rock versus roman because they were trying to get it done this year yeah but rock couldn't do it because of the whole black adam thing and he was getting ready to to start shooting that which mm. i believe they just started they did just couple, start a couple weeks ago started I think shooting it was this week yeah yeah but he was obviously rock was getting ready and doing all that stuff so he couldn't take part in the angle and they knew that 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 was already long scheduled, mm-hmm. so they went ahead and went the other way with, with Edge and Daniel Bryan. But uh, the big rumor is that they want a Roman Rock match at Mania. Right. And that's probably going to headline next year's Mania and when Rock's like, I don't know, pushing 50. Mm. Of course, that don't matter. I mean, look what some of the other guys have done right. well into their 40s and even 50s in some cases. Right. But, yeah, I think they're going to keep Roman as this just – like I said, Brock Lesnar style monster. Mm-hmm. And I could see them, Vince especially, if they can't work anything out with Rock, bring Brock back. Yeah. In a, in a face turn, obviously, to mm-hmm. to be Roman. Right? right. Or you bring Brock back and then you have Paul turn on Roman to realign with Brock and then you turn Roman face. Yeah, I could see that too. Because like I said, the, the fans shit on Roman as a face. Right. I mean, they just always did. And partly because that's what WWE does, especially when you just, they keep same thing with John Cena. They just kept cramming him down people's throats. And eventually a guy that was one of the most popular wrestlers ever in the early two thousands turned into one of the most hated wrestlers ever in the mid two thousands. Well, at least his reaction was always split. He was still, he was simultaneously one of the most popular while also one of the most hated. Yeah, well, but I'm talking about Thug Cena. When, oh, okay. when guys like me hated him, mm-hmm. but everybody else loved him. He was like he was like CM Punk before CM Punk. He was a bad guy, but people couldn't help but love him. Mm-hmm. And then when he got hurt and came back in three months, or maybe even less than three months, and he was supposed to be gone seven months uh, Royal Rumble. Your timeline's really fucked up, but all right. 
he stopped the thug thing before he won the world title. But anyway, no, he, but not by much though, if I'm not mistaken, he it, it wasn't long. What, three years. He yeah. beat JBL. Three years. Was it that long? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is like fucking wrestling Rain Man <laughs> sitting next to me here. Yeah. Anyway, so first time I've watched wrestling and at least, he, well, not that's not true. I've watched a few matches here and there. Like Volter, I'll hear Volter had an awesome match and I'll have to check it out. Um, speaking of which, I heard he had an awesome match against Ciampa at TakeOver. I'm going to have to watch that. He, That dude's fucking awesome. He's just a big, mean German dude that chops people so fucking hard. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Oh, it sounds like a fucking gunshot going off. I love it. It's awesome. Um, I don't miss it. Anyway, that's my... Re- yeah, that... There's just... Uh, for me, there's no... For one, the storylines are not very good, but there's no stars that really grab my attention that, you know, make me want to watch. Nobody's like, well, I will say this. This is my first exposure to Rhea Ripley, who I've heard is really great. She wrestled Oscar for the raw title. I've heard she's a badass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like everything about her. She's like, like a really, she's like, imagine like this badass metal chick that could fight. Like that's the way I describe her. Like, like if you cat called her, she'd punch you in the fucking face like that. So she was really cool. Um, I mean, there are matches on the card I liked. Like even the opener, the McIntyre Lashley match. Even though I didn't like the ending, I like it even less now, knowing how the rest the rest of the show went. Um, but I enjoyed that. Strowman threw Shane off the cage into the ring. That was kind of cool. Um, the Bianca Belair, uh, Belair, Sasha Banks match, even though Cole kind of <laughs> took some shine off it at the Bossed end. It. Yeah, that was still really good. So, but still, yeah, I don't, this didn't, I didn't watch Raw yesterday, which was a good thing. Cause from what I've heard, it's, it was the worst post mania raw ever. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's usually one, like the best raw yeah. of the year traditionally. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently it was awful. Nothing really of note happened. So, right. All right. All right, so um, I'm trying to think what other matches, and I don't even really. Um, Sheamus and uh, won the U.S. title. I saw. Yeah, that didn't really do much for me. Oh, Cesaro had a really good match against Seth Rollins. That was a, that was a rare feel good moment on that show because it was. I didn't realize this. This is his first match, first singles match ever at Mania. Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and he put on a really good match. He's always been very strong. I mean, I mean, both literally and yeah, you know, as a character. <clears throat> yeah, character and everything, and he's been around forever. So yeah, good for him. Grant. Uh, but we can't ignore the other big fact. Yeah, and that is the hosts. Yes. Now, if you have not been around wrestling. And and really deeply followed the backstage goings on. This was national news. This was mainstream. Yeah, news. but it, honestly, I knew who the hosts were, mm-hmm. but it didn't dawn on me until you sent me the picture. That and was when it, I learned who the hosts were. Then it clicked. The hosts were Titus O'Neil and Hulk Hogan, both of which I believe are from Tampa. Uh, Hogan, well, I, I know. Hogan lives is. there now. Yeah. T- Titus is from Tampa, yeah. Yeah. Titus is also black, in case you don't know. Yeah. Well, and not only just that he's black, but they actually had actual beef back then. 
because if you remember, video came out. I don't even remember how many years ago it's been now, but basically it was all when the Hogan sex tape came out. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Spice Boy, who was a uh, understudy slash lackey of a radio host named Bubba the Love Sponge, who was involved in the whole stealing of the sex tape and this, that, and the other, decided to release another tape, which was a audio recording of Hulk Hogan talking about his wife, and basically, no, or not his wife, daughter. his daughter, his daughter's boyfriend at the time. Yeah, and, and he who was black, and he's n worded a few times. Yeah. And subsequently, got himself banned from WWE for a while, and mm-hmm. then they brought him back, and he made his little apology or whatever. And Titus O'Neil and Hogan had beef because Titus O'Neil basically said, you know. I don't accept your apology, blah, blah, blah. I forgot about that part, actually, but yeah. Yeah, there. that was where the story was, is mm-hmm. Titus O'Neil didn't want anything to do with him. And so what does Vince do? Hey, let's put these guys on screen together and host my biggest show of the year. Yeah. And, and again, didn't watch a second of it. Was it awkward? It didn't, no, not really. I mean, because they, I have to admit, I didn't. I forgot about that story until you just told me about it. So I didn't think about it and it didn't seem awkward at all. It was just the second I saw this two together, that's why I took the picture of it and sent it to you and just said, some jokes write themselves. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, I, I knew Hogan was, and, and I, once I seen the picture, I remembered Titus O'Neil, but the, the whole backstory of it didn't even click until you sent the picture. And I saw them both on screen. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I bet that's an awkward moment backstage yeah. when they first because uh, I don't know I I can't imagine that they've since kissed and made up yeah. that they're there to get a paycheck and and then the, <laughs> the picture you sent me Saturday when they're both dressed up like pirates I fucking yeah. that's funny first off you got this big giant black man <laughs> and then an old <laughs> giant white man an old giant Hulk Hogan, both dressed up like swashbucklers, and it was just, it was very entertaining. So, yeah. at least there was that. Right. All right. <clears throat> Moving on. Uh, have you heard the, the USC story? USC? I don't think so. So, apparently, back on, or, or either on April Fool's or right around April Fool's, the story broke. Or, or maybe it was when it happened and the story has since broke since. Basically, a homeless guy. I did hear the story. Yeah. yeah. A homeless guy somehow managed to sneak his way past security into the Rich McKay building. I think it's Rich McKay. Jim McKay. Some, that would make sense, yeah. Yeah. Some, Rich, well, the, the coach was... Uh, no. Something McKay. Yeah. Anyway, that's the football operations building. It's where they do all their workouts, meals, things like that. And yeah, he sneaks in there, literally eats a meal with the team, mm-hmm. works out, gets in the hot tub, just chilling with, with some players. And then an equipment manager gave him a fucking uniform and he goes out and practices with the USC <laughs> team for spring football. He did it for like a week, didn't he? Or a few days? It, at least a couple of days. Yeah. He, like he was sleeping there and then, but it was... I don't. He only practiced the one day, <laughs> and they put him back fielding punts. <laughs> and it was at that point that one of the staffers, because this is a, a a guy that 
I apparently must be a younger looking homeless guy, so, but yeah. the, he's back there fielding punts. And I got to imagine he just gives off the look of, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. So one of the football staffers was like, uh, who are you? <laughs> and I didn't see anything where he got arrested or anything like that. Cause I mean, at this point, how could you possibly do that? That's your, you guys let it happen. Right. And I just thought that's hilarious. Like nobody on the team or anything. When this dude's sitting there, nobody bothers to say anything or, right. or he's in the locker room, put the uniform on. What do they think? He's a fucking Juco college or transfer or right. something like, Oh my God. That is hilarious. Yeah. I read that a couple days ago. I fucking almost cried. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Good stuff. <clears throat> I think they should let him walk on now. Yeah. I mean, at this point. Yeah. Want to be a water boy or something. Yeah. Obviously, he's in good enough shape to possibly be a receiver. Give him a shot. <laughs> yeah. Just don't let him field punts, apparently. Oh, well, yeah. Apparently, that is not a strong suit. Right. But, you know, hell, special teams, man. Fucking college allows what not allows but colleges especially big colleges will have a roster of like a hundred friggin' people right let him try out and see what happens yeah. there's a disney movie for you yeah you thought the one with the the eagles was he was he a kicker oh invincible yeah, the trash picking kicker or whatever that was a disney movie wow i would that's a deep with tony danza yeah, yeah. When the fuck did you see the? Oh, you won't. You had stepkids, right? That's right. Yeah, that's how you saw it. But well, I remember sa- that movie. Or yeah. same thing with um, Invincible. Invincible. That's what yeah. I thought you were talking. That's about. actually what I was thinking of. But then, yeah, I, I went the other way. But with right. Tony Danza being the trash picker who could kick, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> that one wasn't a true story. But no, uh, yeah, Invincible was a true story. There's a guy in fucking Philly sitting at a bar, and they decided to have open tryouts. And he makes the team as a special teams ace. All right. And actually, did he? He played for more than a year. Yeah, he? he played like two years. Two yeah. or three years. Yeah. yeah. Good story. Yeah. So, like I said, give the guy a shot. Uh, do you have anything else? Um, Not that I can think of now. All right. So, I'm very late to the party. Me being an Xbox guy. Uh-huh. Former PlayStation guy. And I borrowed my man Dylan's PS4. Still have it, by the way. To play a game that I've been wanting to play. I would fucking hope so. <laughs> what? That you still have it. Oh, well, yeah. 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 Uh, to play a game that I've been wanting to play since months before it came out, since the first time I seen a trailer, but it was a PlayStation exclusive, which bullshit. Days gone. Uh, first of all, the PS4. Mm-hmm. That fucking thing sounds like a jet engine. Oh, yeah. It, were they all like that? That loud? Because I don't think any of my Xboxes I were, think, were that loud. Because I bought it used like three years ago. or no, four, Almost four years ago now. So I think that that was a very early model. Like, if you run Red Dead on that, <laughs> it sounds like it's going to fucking fly away. Just... <laughs> That. Yeah, it's very loud. I'm yeah. glad I have noise canceling headphones because the first time I fired it up and it started doing that, uh, like Nicole thought that the house was going to catch on fire because <laughs> the thing was just super loud. Uh, secondly, please tell me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call you out here. Okay. Please tell me you own another controller. Yeah. So you gave me your, your junk one, right? Uh, No, that's the good one. What? 
The other that one raggedy ass thing, fucking the rubber is coming off both every day. I would have to clean my thumbnail out because the rubber comes off. I, I how do you play on that thing? The one one the left stick, which is the main movement stick. There is no rubber left on the top of it. It's hard plastic, and okay. there is like a flower of torn rubber underneath it that constantly is like tickling my other controller drifts so i figured you would like the non-drifty one well i do appreciate that but i don't know if you knew this or not Mm -hmm. they sell those Mm -hmm. yeah i know even used yeah the little pod things you can put over them yeah i know and not only that but a new controller even yeah yeah i i know maybe maybe you should invest i don't maybe i don't know i don't know ps5's coming out i might get that we'll see I, I mean, I could literally take one of my controllers right now and go and throw it in the street and then back my Jeep over it, and it will still be better looking than the piece of shit that yeah. you gave me. That's the original one that came with the I console, would hope so. so. Yeah. Because once, like on my Xbox, once I wear just like the top couple layers of the rubber off of the sticks, mm-hmm. it's fucking out of the rotation. <laughs> you got to fucking go. And like I... I keep them, which I don't know why. I bet I have eight Xbox controllers in that room that in there right now. Then because why don't you buy the pads and fucking be- trade them into like Mega Replay or some shit? Yeah, enjoy your because free you never know when a controller is gonna take a shit. So I know it works. Might be a little drift. Might be you know worn pads, but you never know when you dire need of a controller. Okay. Like you are very much so right. right now. Okay. <clears throat> Other and then I I don't know how I was a PlayStation player for so long because that controller just feels weird. But again, I've been playing Xbox since two thousand and six. So yeah, when I got that thing, I felt like a giant. Yeah, holding an Xbox, it, like it's so small and dainty, and. Back when I played PlayStation 2, mm-hmm. I was old school. I still used the D-pad on, oh, really? on the left side huh. and the right stick if I had to. And I, when Madden went to sticks only, mm-hmm. I was like, uh-uh. I, I cannot... Uh, I, I can now that I've been playing this game for as long as I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the very first time I think I played... Uh, I think it was my stepson's uh, PlayStation 3, mm-hmm. and he wanted to play me in Madden. And he f- kicked my ass because I could not get used to my thumbsticks being so close together. Hmm. And it was a struggle the first couple days playing the game with thumbs like that. And then last night, I decided to take a break and get on Xbox and play Call of Duty. And I, it was like handing a, a fucking football to a monkey like <laughs> this big heavy thick controller now with the sticks further apart i it literally took me a couple games to readjust like nice. i was like holy shit anyway days gone zombie apocalypse um if you haven't heard of it think of like a grand theft auto style game set in the zombie apocalypse in portland or in Oregon. Hmm. And I'm not done with it yet, but I'm getting very close. And it's fucking awesome. Really good game. 
it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. No video game is. There's a lot of repetitive stuff, but by and large, it's amazing. It really is. The the environments, the graphics, the mechanics, controls and everything, the the motorcycle me- controls mm-hmm. really good. There's some there's still however many years later some bugs in it. Mm-hmm. Like last night I thought I was done because it got to a point in a cut scene where you're riding your motorcycle and it's a flashback scene that it's not even fucking pertinent to the story, but you have to watch the whole thing and they're riding along and all of a sudden they just disappear into the road and fall through the bottom of the map. <laughs> so thank you. Google got online and saw that it was a known bug that still hasn't been fixed. And the fix for it is to just basically reboot the whole system. Hmm. and go back and do it over and that fixed it and I've moved on. Um, Are, are you planning on playing it now that you own it? Uh, Yeah, I might. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, it's a really good yeah. game. Again, GTA. Mm-hmm. It, there's, you're going to do some very similar missions. Sure. These like where you have to go to Fetch quests and things like that. Yeah. yeah, Like you have to rescue people that are kidnapped by like marauders and stuff like that. And while the camps are in different locations, it's the same thing. You go in, shoot them up, rescue somebody or loot their underground bunker. And then the other meat of it is the story missions and things like that. And then, like I said, there's all these other side quests that you do that get pretty repetitive but they're in different areas so at least you get to see something um and the story is mm, most the first half of the story is fucking brilliant mm-hmm. awesome second half that i'm in right now it's kind of taking a turn mm-hmm. not quite as as gripping as the first half but it's I'm getting to the point now where we're getting to the climax and figuring out, you know, where it's going to go. But like, uh, just of it is at the very beginning, you see as the world's going to shit, Deacon is the main character mm-hmm. and his buddy Boozer, both phenomenal characters in the, in the game voice acting. Awesome. Uh, Deacon's wife, Sarah gets stabbed by this little girl who's crazy and she's going to die. And the helicopter can only hold two people and Boozer is your buddy. Boozer is hurt. And so you basically force this helicopter to take your wife, his wife. And cause you got to stay with your boy, Boozer, your biker gang. You're, you're they're literally wearing one percenters and like they're, they were hardcore, like outlaw bikers. And so the wife goes away and then all of a sudden it flash forwards two years later and you and your buddy are still alive. Just kind of basically being like Daryl on the walking dead, riding the hillsides. And, um, you learn that you went to the camp where your wife was supposed to land and the camp was completely overrun. So you, there's a gravestone for her and everything and she's dead. And so basically you're just kind of, scavenging around the world and doing some uh, bounty work for a couple of the established camps. And, and then the story starts to unfold and turns out there's a chance that she might be alive. So you start following that lead and yeah, it's, it's really, really good. And I was very disappointed to learn just a couple days ago 
that they've canceled Days Gone 2. Yeah. Do you know why? The reason is bullshit. Because they're going to instead, they are going to remaster Days Gone for the PS5. Which they just remastered for the PS4, which I believe I think Days I have Gone? It. Not Days Gone, sorry. Um, Last of Us. We're talking about Days Gone. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last of Us. Which, again, I haven't played that, but I've heard it's a really good I game. I think I have it if you want to check it out. I think that was another Do you game. ever want your PlayStation back? I'm going to have it for a little while. It's fine. Um, and I heard it was a really good game. Mm-hmm. I've heard that the the second one was very disappointing. But yeah. Um, but yeah, look, it's not perfect, but it's and I don't, I haven't finished it, so I don't know if at the end of it, I'm gonna be like, fuck, I need a sequel. Mm-hmm. But it it is, I don't know, man. I was I've been literally thinking about this all day because I knew we were gonna talk about it. If it's not there, it is really, really close to my top 10 games of all time. Damn. As far as how much I enjoy it. Right. I love that genre. And like I said, all the other factors playing into it with it being the character, the controls, like the bike mechanics are fucking awesome. Mm. You start off with a, at the very beginning, you have a badass biker, you know. Right. But that ends up getting stolen and parted out. And so. Because restart, because yeah. the guy feels bad, he gives you this hunk of shit, and you got to earn credits, which is the the currency of the uh, apocalypse. And with those credits, you can buy upgrades for your bike. I've got my bike now like maxed out with nitrous, and uh, there's a lot of bridges that are out. So when you come up, you hit that nitrous, and you, I mean, yeah. and because it's set in the Oregon mountainous wilderness and everything. It's almost like a motocross game is thrown in there because it's all mostly dirt trails and mountain trails, and mm. you're whipping around and like you can power brake and everything. Phenomenal job on the controls, especially because how many times have you played a game that was mostly a like a looter shooter or even that, and, and the driving sucks a lot. Many, yeah. Um, GTA did really well, and these guys did really well, and. Yeah. I don't think that this late in the game, there's that much demand for it. Cause I, most of the reviews I saw were giving it like a seven, six or seven. Mm-hmm. I feel it's a lot stronger than that. Again, there are a few things that I would probably change and I won't say it until you have the opportunity to play through it. And I'm sure you'll feel the same way, but um, it's yeah. Like I said, as far as the first 75% of the game, I would, I would put it in my top 10, but the story kind of took a little bit of a turn and now I'm like, eh, hmm. but it's still really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Okay. Um, trying to think if I, if I were to make you play one more game before you give me back the console, what would it be? Spider-Man. I was thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. That was the other, one of the other games that almost got me to, to buy the console because Spider-Man was an ex- exclusive and, you, and then days you gone. Should, yeah, you should play that before you give it back to me. Is it on there? Mm-hmm. Oh, right on. Yeah. it's You like the Arkham games, right? Loved them. Then you'll love this. I even like the uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man games that came out. I heard Spider-Man 2 was great. Um, I haven't heard anything about the, the other games, but... I know that one is one. Like one was the best pretty one. solid too, yeah. but I do remember two. Two was better. 
Um, but yeah, they were both really good. But yeah, the Arkham games were amazing. Yeah. Love them. Yeah, you can tell they definitely modeled a lot of things from that game or yeah, into Spider Man. Kind of Mary Jane is the tank in that game, I'll tell you that. The tank in uh, Arkham Knight, how everyone hated it because it was too much of it. and Oh, yeah. Okay. I was like, what? There's a few. It's not nearly as much, but there's like two or three sections where you play as Mary Jane. And it's like, why well, do I want to play with the red as the redheaded bitch with no powers? Like, come on now. Yeah, that didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Um, speaking of video games, like my biggest complaint about Outriders, mm-hmm. which... I have completely abandoned mm-hmm. so that I could blow through Last of Us or Last of Us. Damn it, Days Gone. Uh, which it's a decent game for the looter shooter, but it has, in my opinion, without question, the worst character actor voice acting I've ever heard in a game. Especially, uh, like, yeah, no, it's the worst. I I can't even think of a character, a main character that is worse than the male voice actor of, of the main character in Outriders. It's probably been a while since you played the original Resident Evil, isn't it? I don't care. The voice acting on that was fucking atrocious. I, It's it's not as bad as this. Mm. This guy, he's got a really deep voice, and he talks like this about everything. Hmm. There's no Very highs, yes, no lows. He's just like... This is how I'm going to react when there's this really big fucking monster trying to kill me right now. <laughs> like, show some fucking emotion, dude. Right. Like, God, they're paying you for this. Put a little fucking heart and soul in it. Mm. But yeah, it's bad. Mm. So, if you ever play Outriders, just skip all the cutscenes because it'll just drive you fucking nuts. To quote Captain America, Nah, I don't think I will. Yeah, yeah, that's not really your style of game, anyway. Not really. Speaking of which, how is that? Still really strong. Yeah, yeah really strong. Uh, only two episodes left. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is what we're talking about. Right. Um, and I know we talked about this before with WandaVision, but they are saying once again that episode five is going to have a monster cameo. Mm. We'll see. No no hints as to far as to who it's going to be this time. Um. I can't imagine there being a character that they could have play a evil version of themselves. Um, but yeah, it's, it's still a very strong show. Um, I like it. Like I said, two episodes left and I'm excited to see who this big surprise is. And we're getting more and more stuff on Loki Mm -hmm. and that's looking really good too. So Disney's going to just keep stealing my money. Exactly. I might get to that once I, you know, finished but, two more seasons and of West Wing so it, it's good yeah. i mean uh they flow pretty pretty quickly um i guess if i had a major my only complaint is, is in episode 1 you think it's going to be like buddy cop action packed and mm. it's not mm. um there is some action but it's more Setting the table, basically, for the season. Yeah. yeah, I think the next two episodes are going to be that. Mm-hmm. But it's it's been a slow burn, episode two, three, four, uh, whereas they're doing all this globe trotting, basically trying to piece together what's going on. And, and then I think episode five and six is where we're going to get the payoff. Yeah. Um, 
I know we talked about it off the air, but there's a movie that came out last year. I've I wanted to see ever since I saw the trailer, and for whatever reason, I didn't get to. Uh, it's been on Netflix for a while now, but I just happened to go over to my brother's house and we're looking for a movie to watch. And they, I think his girlfriend suggested it because she had just seen it, and I wanted to see it too. Uncut Gems. I know you saw. Oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie was fucking great. Yeah, I absolutely love that. That's very stress-inducing, though. It's like the two hours of just. What are you doing? Why are you doing that? Dude, don't do that. What the fuck? Like, yeah. yeah. He makes every wrong choice. And, uh, yeah. I, it's kind of an apples and oranges thing. Like, I was not interested in the movie whatsoever until I started seeing people talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I watched it, and I was like, wow, that's really fucking strong. Yeah. It might be my favorite Adam Sandler movie. Scratch that. It's my favorite Adam Sandler movie. And I know that's not fair because he mostly does comedies, and most of them suck. But uh, whoa, whoa, no, I don't know about. Yeah, most. yeah, yeah. He hasn't made a good one in like fifteen years. Um, so, but yeah, this was a very, very pleasant surprise. I fucking loved the, that movie. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, kind of weird. Not only do you get Kevin Garnett give him a prominent role, you also give New York City sports radio host Mike Francesca a role as well. Right. Yeah, that was weird. Kind of seeing him as anyway. But yeah, I love that movie. That was great. If you have Netflix, I highly recommend you watch yeah, it. Yeah, check it out. Um, yeah. It's kind of kind of strange in a couple spots, but, I mean, yeah, this guy, like I said, everything that you could possibly do wrong, he does. Right. Uh, just kinda just like, trying to basically get through life, and, I mean, he's got a gambling problem. and that's, He's a jeweler with a gambling problem. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, it all Poor plays out. Poor decision-making. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's kind of like, he reminds me of uh, William H. Macy's character in Fargo, where just the whole movie is him fucking up and making the wrong choice. Never seen it. Um, I don't, you didn't like the Big Lebowski, so I don't know that you'd like this. No. Big Lebowski is one of the most overrated movies of all time, in my opinion. And I've had like loud arguments with my brother and his friends. And yes, it has a couple of funny parts, but as a whole, I it's just not that good, not that funny. Like the the funny parts that it has are really funny, but they're too far and, and few between. Same thing, in my opinion, everybody fucking hypes up Napoleon Dynamite. Yes, it has some parts that will live on forever, but by and large, it's a fucking stupid movie. I could not disagree with you more about the Big Lebowski. Really? Say again. It's not that. It's not the typical studio comedy where there's a joke every thirty seconds. <coughs> I mean, they're yeah. They're, I just like I want to be entertained, and it, I wasn't. I know how you couldn't be. <coughs> John Goodman. Was that's blasphemy. I just realized that's blasphemy for you to say that to me. <coughs> John Goodman, ordained was great minister in, in the Church of the Dude. Yeah. John Goodman was great, but by and large, the movie was not that funny. Okay, I I know I heard someone they're gonna make a spinoff with Jesus from that movie. The Jesus, the Jesus. No one fucks with the Jesus. Yeah, and uh, funny thing about that, everybody says that quote. Mm-hmm. So I, I uh, in in full disclosure, I didn't even see the movie until like four or five years ago. Yeah. And so I spent the previous 
whatever it was, 10 or 15 years, however old the movie has been, thinking that this guy, nobody fucks with the Jesus, was this huge, prominent role in the movie. Mm-hmm. He's in it for like six minutes, mm-hmm. like total. Really makes his mark on the film. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Really pulls that film together. <laughs> yeah. I tell- Did it not. Um. <clears throat> so, yeah. I think that's a case of like it's been hyped up in your head so much that there's no possible way it could live up to it. Because I have to admit, the first time I saw it, I'm like, I mean, I, I kind of liked it, but whatever. But the more I watch it, more things start. Same to... thing with Scarface. I didn't see Scarface yeah. up until I want to. Honestly, I want to say that I watched Scarface the same week that I watched The Big Lebowski because I just went on this. OK, these are fucking quote unquote classics that I have to see, according to everybody. And I was really disappointed with Scarface. Now, maybe back when it came out. Mm hmm. And in the five or six years after, right. I, I would have enjoyed it more. But having lived through and seen other great films, like, you know, basically anything that uh, Scorsese did mm. and all his Scarface was a letdown. Mm. Again, wasn't horrible. But when I watched it, I'm like, I don't see like yeah. people list Scarface as like top five movies of all time for them. And I'm like, eh, this probably isn't top. 25 for me. Hmm. Yeah, I kind of had a similar reaction to Scarface, too, to be honest. You no, know, Pacino was great in it, no doubt. But yeah, all in all, I was not like in all after I watched the movie. Right. Like, I'd rather watch Goodfellas for the 300th time than go watch Scarface for a second. I got to tell you, the, the movie that did that for me, too, of, as far as being an all time classic, that again, the victim of the hype was Apocalypse Now. I finally watched that like five years ago, and I'm like, I need to rewatch it, but kind of similar reaction of like, what's I haven't I mean, seen it. Martin Sheen's great in it. I get that the little bit. Um, oh my fucking God. Marlon Brando's in it is great, but I may be talking out my ass here, but my thoughts are mm. it basically achieved that classic status when it came out because it was still very, very fresh on the minds of a lot of people. Vietnam, yeah. Because yeah. I think it came like, out like 78 or 80. And like people that were there and everything, and, and I think that played a big part in making it what it was because everything, you know, it's it's based on a true story, and they tried to make it as real as possible, so I can imagine I that. was based on a book. Oh, you're right, you're yeah. right. Yeah, it was based on a, a Conrad, basically short story, called The Heart of Darkness. Mm. That was actually a trivia question just last week mm-hmm. that I did. Um, but it just, it, because it reminded so many people of, of that time and that, the, you know, anybody that you talked to that lived it and saw it was like, yeah, that's pretty fucking accurate to how, how shit was. Same thing with Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, I hear a lot of, like, your dad specifically <laughs> say that. And, yeah. yeah, like, you know, I watched growing up full metal jacket a bunch of times because for me it was funny but yeah. like my dad who was a marine was like that was fucking boot camp mm-hmm. you know that's what it was like you know you, you're sitting here laughing because yeah it's it's funny to watch but <laughs> it was not funny to live and no. it, they Arlie Ermy basically nailed it right that's another story for another day but right so anyway yeah uh, i think that's going to wrap up our little potpourri today unless you got something else Mm, yeah we're done yeah you do you're done okay all right folks thanks for tuning in 
Uh, probably be in close to a week or so before we see you again. Uh, never mind. No, we're done. I don't. I I have a story I'm going to tell on a later episode, but I don't. I don't know how to tell this story yet. Well, what's it, you can't. What's it about? Um, one of my friends had a stalker, and the friend that I know. That... No, different friend. Mm. And um, I had an interaction with said stalker that was funny. But like I said, it's I don't know how to tell this story yet. I don't even know if the story's podcast. If it's good enough for the podcast, I'm gonna have to tell you off mic, and then another episode, I'm gonna have to rearrange how I'm gonna tell. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it. Uh, Like I said, we'll be back sometime next week. Thanks for listening. My name is Dees. He's Dylan. Bye-bye. We'll see you.